What's up, video landers? What's up, what's up? I'm Brad. I'm April. And today we're on the road. We're going to see Joe Rogan in Chicago. And uh, we've had some movies on our mind. And uh, we, we had to get it out. We uh, haven't been able to review The Conjuring or The Purge. And we just got out of, what, Star Trek last night. And yeah. we're like, hey, we're going to be stuck in a car for two hours. So let's talk to you for two hours about... No, I'm just kidding. No, we're, no, no, no. <laughs> We're gonna try to break this down very quickly so I don't run into a field or a truck um, on the road here to Chicago. So we're gonna try to break this down. Um, sorry for the audio. Um, again, we're on the interstate. So uh, let's talk about Star Trek real quick. Um, on the road again. <laughs> on the road again. On the road again. Heaven help me, yes, my friend. I can't. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wait, what was about Star Trek? Star Trek. Uh, what do you think of Star Trek Beyond? Uh, Star Trek Beyond really enjoyed it. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I did grow up watching it with my mom. Um, watched all the movies. I remember like one of my biggest memories is going on Thanksgiving Day, going to see um, Star Trek with my mom at the theater. Uh, with The one with the whales. Uh, Nostalgia. I number six or something like that. But I didn't... I. I know. I liked Star Wars more than I liked Star Trek. I did watch, you know, those shows and things like that. But this movie, I enjoyed. I liked getting to know the cast more and see their journey further. Um, I can't say enough about the cast and the acting and the way... Um, I know you and I were talking last night that there's people who are like the new Ghostbusters is our generation's Ghostbusters. Yeah, but it's not this generation's Ghostbusters. Right. I would honestly say though, like you had said last night, that this is our generation's Star Trek. My mom had William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy and we have these new, you know, Chris Pine as the Shatner character and um, Zachary Quinto yes, as Spock. Yes, That is my Spock. This guy nails it as Spock, it, they, man. They all I can watch do. the other ten movies with this uh, with this this is crew, you know? Right. I, I mean, I could just watch... Uh, a, I could watch them in television Even series. Even when the Star Trek movies are just okay like this one. See, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't go in with high expectations. I was looking forward to it. Did I think it blew me away? No, but it was fun. It was enjoyable. There were several times during the movie where you, you know, leaned over to say something to talk to me, and I was like, shh, I want to see what's going on. Wait, no, I want to know what's going on. Um, so they kind of roped me in, and I was interested with the story and the plot line. I didn't want to miss any dialogue. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Okay, I thought it was okay. Um, I don't know if the Rogue One trailer that gave me a huge heart on um, in the theater at the beat before this movie played, I was looking at April. I was doing the wah, wah, wah. Rogue One looks freaking amazing. So I'm watching Rogue One, then I get into this adventure here, and you know I'm not a big Trekkie, but I do love this generation's um, Star Trek. I love Chris Pine. I love Zachary Quinto, um, Anton Yelchin. I love this entire cast on screen here. Scotty, uh, and, yeah, they they all do it for me. Uh, Carl Urban is bones, man, and so this cast does not disappoint as usual. Um, into Into the Darkness uh, was not fantastic either, but you can find enjoyment in that movie if you like this cast of characters. Um, they nailed it again. The effects were, were good, you know. Um, borderline great. Uh, this is the first one that's not directed by J.J. Abrams. It's directed by Justin Lin. Um, <clears throat> Poor do, guy. Uh, yeah. The second time he's actually lost a uh, an actor. Uh, you to know, a Paul, car crap, fatal car yeah, crash. Yeah, he directed Fast and the Furious. Um, yeah, lost Paul Walker. Now he uh, lost Anton Yelchin. That has to suck. Um, it was bittersweet seeing Anton Yelchin on screen, knowing that you're not going to get him back, I guess. 
J.J. Abrams has said that they're not going to recast him. I don't know how they're going to do that um, in the next movie. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that this is getting back to the basics of Star Trek. And yeah, I agree with that. I was telling April after the movie that this felt like a television show. It felt very episodic. It felt like a uh, this is an old Shatner episode, but a long Shatner episode. Um, I felt like it was running out of steam. It was probably 15, 20 minutes too long. Um, and then again, we're year three on a five-year mission. What I, I, I Maybe like they that. were trying to portray that feeling to you like Kirk felt on the ship. That it's been a long, you know, it's monotonous, and the journey one day bleeds into the next. So maybe that was done on purpose. Is that a good screenplay, though? Part. To make us tired like Kirk? I don't know. Maybe think so. it was to make us more empathetic towards their journey and their plight. And I believe his name was Crawl. I think uh, that was played by Idris Elba. He did a fantastic job. Great makeup, prosthetics there. The only thing I don't like, man, is they finally get us on a journey with the crew, and we go to this, this, this small, isolated area on a planet. And the first thing we run into three years on a five-year mission is more Enterprise ships. And then, surprise, another, um, you know, Enterprise villain, you know, who uh, used to be a, considered a war hero. And he's done a flop. And I'm like, can we just get away from all of that and go on a fun adventure where, you know, we're not going to have things. we're not going to have crooked agents or, you know, crooked, you know, whatever. I mean, come on. But they don't do this... Uh you don't There's discover that until the very, very, very end of the film, yeah, which I felt was kind of like a letdown. Like, like I was thinking, oh, it's something new, it's something different. And then when we found out he was part of, you know, the old Enterprise generations, you know, one of the first flights out and stuff kind of thing, I was like, eh, okay. So I was disappointed with that a little bit. Um, but again, I think the acting, the set design, um, costumes, I thought all of the action scenes were really done great. Bones, one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I love the humor and the camaraderie between all of them. Overall, I thought it was good. Nothing fantastic. Right. I, had, I had high hopes. Um, I give it a 3 out of 5. I, I would say 3.5. I, I 3.75. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't absolutely amazing. So it wasn't great for you either. And that's, no, it was good. And that's and what I really sucks, though, because it. there should be a great Star Trek film. But out of all the movies this summer, it's probably been my favorite. Um, I don't know about that, but yeah, real, it's, it's high up there for me, you know, so in this, far, in this, this drought summer, of summer movies. What, what uh, Independence Day? No. No, let's get into another one that I okay. liked, okay, but I did not love. And uh, that's Conjuring. At this point in the, in the summer of 2016, as long as I can go to a movie and like a movie, I'm going to be happy. So um, Conjuring 2, what do you think of that? Well, can I address what you said? Like Conjuring, you liked it, but it's not a summer blockbuster. I feel like those are more release in the fall type movies and, you know, sit by a bonfire afterwards and talk about. So for me, the reason I say Star Trek was more enjoyable because it felt like a summer blockbuster type movie and so anyway see Conjuring I think has enough weight now to be a summer blockbuster I mean Conjuring <laughs> 1 proved I mean you have Annabelle you got spinoffs I mean it's a uh, the horror franchises um, kind of a shared universe you know I absolutely love the paranormal <laughs> I love the whole um ghosts and hauntings and spirits. I love and supernatural movies. I, I love it. I think the fact that this is truly based on and um, it's one of the most documented uh, paranormal activities in recording history that we are aware of. Um, 
that, I think that's awesome. I love that they're taking um, Ed and Lorraine Warren's stories and their history and putting it on the big screen for us to enjoy. And for me, that makes it even more scary because after the movie, then I go and look them up and look up this story and look up what they, you know, contributed and what characters. really happened. Believe in uh, this stuff or not, very interesting characters. And, you know, to hear the recordings at the end credits and everything about the, uh, the original people, not the actors portraying them, and how much it lined up with it and how they kept very true to the form. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, another great conjuring, you know, paranormal film. Better than things like, um, oh, what's that stupid one? Everybody, there's like five of them now. Paranormal Activity? Uh, yes. Yeah, those, are, those ran out it's of steam. Great. I mean, after number two, it went downhill for me, but... Um, I hope we don't go that route with these guys because this movie here was a step down for me. Like I'm a huge fan of Conjuring One. There's a there's a couple things I don't get in the movie of Conjuring One. I don't know if you remember Conjuring One that well, but like things like where they're playing um, hide go hide and clap hide and clap yeah in a yeah. new house with their kids on like the second and, floor and next the, to stairs. The stairs. Okay, whatever. But blindfolded hide and clap. <laughs> you know I, I always yeah. have a problem with that scene. But anyway, Conjuring One's fantastic. Conjuring Two. Um, we go from, you know, uh, the States to, uh, to England, and, you know, I like the way that looks, um, but I don't think the story, that ghost story, even though it's one of the most recorded, um, you know, paranormal, uh, paranormal activity, activities yeah. or, or stories, I just don't think it was as good of a story, and what was great about Conjuring 1 is there is some special effects going on in Conjuring right. 1, but they hide them well. You know, here, there's a couple bad scenes, and the Conjuring series here, I believe, is too good for crap CG effects, you know? And we ran into a couple of those here, one being The Crooked, the crooked Man, man yeah. which you could honestly have almost have taken him out or rewritten a few things, retooled it, and you didn't even need him. So seeing him go from a, there's a transformation scene from a dog into The Crooked Man, and I was like, you know, whatever. I, I didn't right. need it. It took me out for about I, 10 I minutes. I didn't like that. It took me out of that. Yes, I would agree with that. The movie's too I good know for that. you didn't particularly like the um, evil nun. I thought that was scary as heck. You know, I grew up Catholic, and nuns are scary in themselves. But then to have this thing, this symbol of, you know, this purity and, you know, the church and things like that to be very evil and maniacal, I found it menacing I, and then the whole scene where he's dream sequence where it's in the study and she's like blended into the wall or she's the picture on the wall and, that's and fine. then she comes and out then, I loved that and then the nun launches herself at her I, I, I just didn't like that that was kind of yeah, cheap yeah. but anyway there's a couple great scenes man I love this cast as well um, I think they're perfectly cast um, there's a scene here where um, Ed and I think it's one of my favorite scenes of 2016 so far and it's just a small scene where the kids are upset and he pulls out his, his guitar right. and he starts singing Elvis Presley. Yep. You know, he starts singing this Elvis Presley tune to calm down the kids. And it's just this look between our, our two main leads. And there's just this this loving feel. This you, this guy, Ed's a great guy. Right. You know, and right. uh, I think they, they displayed that very well. But Conjuring, I don't know, man. I wasn't completely behind well, on it. Before we wrap up and give scores, tell me what you thought about the little actress. For me, I thought she did amazing. Yeah, all in the, this job, yeah. and it made me like feel the possession that she had during different scenes. It made me reminiscent of um, Exorcist, uh -huh. and the way Linda Blair was in that, and how believable she was in that possession. And I think this—I I, forgive me—I forget her name. Um, I feel the girl who did that and was 
in that role did just as well, if not better, of a Linda Blair yeah, and type And that's role. great. Um, once you, though, set the bar, it, for me, it's hard to just say, okay, that was good. Um, there was a, a movie this year called The Witch, and I thought that movie was good as well. Not fantastic. I think it's a little overrated, a little overhyped. Um, I do like the setting and some of the things that are going on in The Witch, but um, there's a possession scene in The Witch. Do you remember that scene where that kid's on the floor, and he's like, he wakes up, um, out of breath, and he's like crying, and then he starts laughing, and then he dies on the floor. That is the only one of the only good scenes that in is, that movie. I know, but that's a pantheon scene. I love that scene from that movie. That's one of my. But that that's is my one favorite scene. scene this unlike year. this, this girl had this whole movie and the makeup to make her look just like withdrawn and you know very sullen and. I, I just thought they did a great job yeah, with her. I, I think that this... Uh, I would give this one, for me, a 4 out of 5. I did really? like it. See, yeah. it's a little high for me, too. And I almost feel the exact same way with this as I do Star Trek. Not as not as bad. Um, I thought they were both good, but step downs or, you know, or step down or, or moving backwards a little bit from, like, Star Trek 1, J.J. Abrams. I, I really enjoy that film. It's very cookie-cutter, you know, but it's, it's fun. So what did you give Conjuring 2? Uh, Conjuring, Conjuring 2. Um, I think this series has some strong legs still ahead of us, and I think we're going to still get some fun stories. Um, I really, I did enjoy this movie. I did like it. Um, again, I'm going to have to go with it. Just a, a simple 3 out of 5. So both okay. of them were just good times in the theater. So I hope. Okay. But I had high hopes again, you know. Like, this well, let's Conjuring 2 should be fantastic. Your absolute favorite. It's election year. Let's talk about The Purge, Anarchy. Ah, The Purge. Yeah, huh? what'd you think about our election year? It's not Anarchy. Okay, anarchy so, was uh, two. Uh, so election year. Let me, can I give you a little bit of background real quick? Yeah, tell Purge me Purge 1, okay? Purge 1, not a fan. Purge 2, I think, um, was fantastic. It feels like an 80s street movie. You know, kind of uh, a Frank Grillo. Warriors and yeah. Yeah, it really does, man. Like I like how they took it out of the house and put it on the streets. And there's some more really rich survival. commentary with Purge. Yeah. More survival. Um, I love Purge too. Um, I think uh, I need to actually give that movie more credit than what I do. Um, it, uh, Frank Grillo's like the freaking Punisher on Purge night, man. He's, he right. kicks the ass. Um, and I, I heard a lot of good things about Purge three. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to go see Purge three. Um, you know, I like what they're doing with the election year. I like the title. And then um, I, I went to go see it, and it was uh, one of the biggest letdowns of this year. Um, I like the, I like it. I like the framework. I like the story. Um, there's some good kills, and once again, Purge is great when it comes to masks. They have some great, great Halloween masks, great Purge masks. Um, but the, the the characters in this movie were so fucking stupid. Oh, like there's that there's that one girl. I don't know if you remember. She's uh, the one candy. Of the, one of the main antagonists of the movie. She's like, yeah. I want my candy bar. I'm gonna get my. I, I could not. I hated her. the bubblegum, the like girl power gang that's gonna come out and purge, and oh, they're so man. tough so and badass. Horrible. Yeah, no, I didn't like that too. Um, the shopkeep owner, I get it. Like he didn't want to leave his shop, and he wants to stay there and protect what's his. But, but then you honestly, find out that he was actually a blood member, a crypt member. Yeah, and he was a crypt member. And that comes into play later where the crypt actually... I hate those movies that are perfect setups where your characters can't be hurt because of circumstances that come out of nowhere to save them. Oh, and, Okay, there and, we go. And uh, it's, it's just... There's so many moments like that in this movie where, oh, there's no way these characters can get out of this this uh, this rough roughneck situation. And then, oh, well, you got this way out. I you got know? this special whistle from when I was a crib. Yeah. And they're going to save me as long as I take this guy to get help. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. And this, yeah. this wasn't the Frank Grillo movie I, I wanted either, coming from off of 2, Purge 2. 
Um, this time he's uh, you know he's uh, protecting like the president. Well, or yeah, not the president, president like a senator. Yeah, and uh, she's gonna hopefully be elected to stop purge night. Um, and I think that that kind of uh, I don't know he, he didn't get as much uh, action I don't think as he did in, in purge two. But Frank Grillo didn't disappoint. He was still badass. But it was everything surrounding Frank Grillo this time that this movie it just made me roll my eyes back. It made me stretch my arms out and just go. <sighs> Really? Now, I agree. Do I think that certain people could have a really great time with this movie and no. totally enjoy it? I do. I would give it a two out of five. I It's not the worst movie ever. There was some enjoyable moments. There are some really big disappointments and some like roll your eyes as you stated moments. But for some people, they could still get a bowl of popcorn, a beer, if they let them sneak it into the theater and have a good time. Who sneaks beer into the theater? I don't know. There's some theaters that serve wine and beer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We need to find out All where right. they are. I'd give it uh, probably a two as well. I thought it was yeah. a bad movie. Um, bad movies can be fun sometimes, and I agree. Um, I think uh, in the right circumstances, you might be able to have some fun with this. Maybe if you're doing like a purge, uh, purge marathon and you got a bunch yeah. of people over, you're just fucking around. But um, overall, I, I would not watch this by myself. I would not study this film. I would not... I, I don't get excited when you say Purge anymore. I think this movie has, uh, or this series now, has definitely run out of steam. Um, it's I'm just, done with Purge. The story's just been too, yeah, narrow, too nitpicked, and yeah, they took it, in my opinion, in the wrong direction when it had a lot of potential. So I'd like to move on. And I tell you what, what this is a problem I have with all the Purge movies. Okay, when it's Purge Night, right, you see people, like, sweeping their, uh, like, maybe two hours before Purge Night, right? They're sweeping their floors. They're having normal conversations. I tell you what, if Purge really existed in our world, two days before Purge, I'm in a fucking uh, basement. I'm, like, locked up. Drinking. I'm taking vacation a couple of days before Purge. I'm getting my shit together. Who's driving around the hour before Purge? people who want to purge no no i'm talking about the people who like in part two or in this one here it's like just people out and about just you know oh crap it's almost time for purge we better get home and lock our doors yeah it's not like they don't know it's coming yeah fuck that right. you know right. two days um at least a good eight hours before purge i'm locking shit down and i'm going i'm gonna i'm gonna underground i'm going right. underground yeah right. so yeah i give it a two okay two out of five all right so Star Trek, I gave it a 3.7 out of 5. Yeah, would three, you give? good. I really did. I, I thought it was a good movie. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, the Conjuring 2, I gave it a... What did I do? I, I gave it a 4. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Really enjoyed it. I love that paranormal. Um, and what did you give that one? I gave it a 3. Okay, so two average movies. And then we both kind of agreed on Purge, the election year, with a 2 Shitty. out of 5. Um, in the right circumstances, you'll enjoy it. But otherwise, save your money. Wait for Netflix. Wait for Hulu. And um, you know what I want to go see? What do you want to see? Lights out. Well, I'm hoping it's going to be good. Hope lights out. It's good. And yeah. then maybe we'll come back and talk about that. So yeah. until next time, my good people, we're gonna we're gonna shut this phone off and we're gonna put the air conditioner back on and we're gonna concentrate on the road because well, we want to do more videos, right? All right. So, yeah. All right. Peace out. Until next time, my good people. Peace out. Peace.